three, two, one. Happy New Year. And this is the first episode of 2022 for the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. We are so excited for what this year will bring. Fill up those wine glasses, enjoy week 17 thoughts, week 18 picks, a really fun free agency game, and obviously everything you want to know about the housewives. So tune in. our faces in there they just heard me screaming at the beginning oh my god we're not on screen (laughs) i it's funny i actually had a couple of minutes um like or a couple seconds back because I'm usually scrambling to do things. And I was like, ooh, I did it really fast tonight. Guess what I didn't do? I didn't put us on camera. So <laughs> I still have not nailed down like getting us on screen properly. But oh, well, I'll get it one day. I promise people. And maybe that should be a 2022 resolution that we make our countdown a minute. I think I say it every single week. I'll change it eventually. Whatever. <laughs> With that being said, welcome one and all to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. This is episode 187, and it is our first episode of 2022. And and the last episode with my Christmas tree behind me because upcoming week, my complex is doing the pickups for the Christmas trees. Oh, that's nice that your complex does a specific Christmas tree pickup. I just tossed mine in the dumpster. Or sorry, I put it next to the dumpster. And then run away. (laughs) And then run. I don't know if I'm allowed to. I did it last year. I literally, then I just ran away. It's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to put it there, but this upcoming week is, is pickup time for the Christmas trees. So last Christmas tree episode, I will greatly miss it. Yeah, mine will probably go out this weekend too, just because like it listen, it's it still smells good according to Katie. Katie thinks yes. it smells good. Um, and it's alive, it's not dying. So I think we're in a good spot. But I know I understand people like it needs to come down. So so sad. So sad. I mean, yes, I'm very, very upset, but it'll come down. We would do a quick hello on YouTube. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Um, yes, so. First episode of 2022, I got to admit, I'm wearing my Danny Dimes uh, t-shirts. I got to admit, I miss him. And I think a lot. I'm yeah. wearing a Danny, my, you can't see it, but I'm wearing it's my the, Danny Dimes Eli Spider-Man yeah. shirt. So I think it's a sign that Katie and I both wore these shirts because I think a lot of you owe Daniel Jones and Eli Manning an apology. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it because I'm a very disgruntled Giants fan right now. But all I have to say is I think a lot of you have been misbehaving for a while and you you owe these two individuals an apology. So what you have, people. It could be a lot worse, (laughs) a lot, lot worse. All right. And you've seen the worseness of it. So. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get into it? Um, as always, I do see a lot of you watching on Twitter already. If you want to engage with us, head over to YouTube. Um, if you want to comment, ask us questions, anything like that, you can always do Facebook as well. But if you're just having fun watching on Twitter, welcome, welcome. So 
Uh, we asked you guys for some questions. We got some great ones in. Katie and I are going to answer four of them. But as always, obviously, you can ask us questions throughout the show. Um, so let's just go ahead and get into it. The first one is housewives related. So who do you think is an underrated or underappreciated housewife? Um, I feel as though there are times where like I think about my favorite housewives and sometimes I don't appreciate this, this lady enough because sometimes I forget to add her to my list. She gets outshined a little bit in her franchise where there's other like big OG names and faces. Mm. I have to say, I think Dolores Catania is a very underrated housewife. Well, and I got to tell you, I think she's coming in hot this season. So maybe <laughs> she's not, not any longer. Well, I just think like you think of New Jersey and obviously everybody thinks of the OG and Teresa. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, there's people that like love Teresa. And then there's people that love Melissa Gorga. Right. Melissa is one of my favorite housewives. Um, and I just think people sort of forget of it. Like they don't forget about Dolores, but they don't appreciate how awesome she is like mm -hmm. I really really like Dolores I don't think I've ever had moments where there are times where you're what you will watch one of your favorites for example Dorinda on New York where you're like oh she's my favorite but I just don't like how she's acting right now right I haven't really had those moments with Dolores no. so honestly I, I I love her and I don't think she gets enough love uh amongst the franchises I think it's a good answer. You know who I'm going to say? And I think you might be a little shocked by it. Oh God. Um, I'm going to go with Heather Gay on this one. And I think it's because of this season. Um, I think she yeah. was great season one. Listen, they gave her the center snowflake. They gave her the that. center um, in it. But I, I I, just think that a lot of shit's going on this season. And I think they're actually right. treating her pretty poorly this season as an individual. Um, and I think she's very strong. She's independent. She stands up for herself. She's never lied. She's never, she's always speaking the truth. I really like her. I know you love, like we both love her. I love her. Um, I think this season, Season, though she's kind of getting like you know kind of like just like under the radar a little bit she's she's my favorite this season because honestly like I feel after season one like my favorites were her and Meredith and this se second season as much as we love Meredith there have been a couple of oh, watch the last episode oh, girl, Meredith is I'm not fully caught up I think I'm one episode behind but there well, that's like yeah. oh, Meredith like I love you girl come on but Heather has not disappointed yes. me through season one to, uh, through mm -hmm. season two she's she's been awesome so I love her yeah no I agree all righty uh let's move into football so what NFL head coaches if any do you think will get fired at the end of the season I think things are actually a little bit quiet this year it's a little stable yeah years previous um but I think that there are three that are on the hot seat that we could potentially see fired. I think one is a definite, in my opinion, and that's uh, Matt Nagy with the Chicago Bears. He's, he's for sure, I think, out the, out the door. Um, a guy that I think is out the door just based on things I've read of being like they do plan on moving on from him at the end of the season, Mike Zimmer for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Um, and then the last guy who I think has had, I know, Kate, we talk about, like, don't fire a guy after one or two seasons. I feel like he's had a little bit of a shot and it's just not working out. I'm going to say the last one is Vic Fangio for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's uh, uh, Vic Fangio and uh, Mike Zimmer were interesting because I think I feel like I wasn't 
thinking about them. Um, like I guess throughout the season, like as we near the right. end, uh, but you know, just in kind of, as we near black Monday, so to say, just kind of like hearing what people are saying on Twitter, the rumors, the talk, the the show hosts, every more things like that. Those names did start coming up a little bit more. And I was like, Oh, but I'm not sold on that. I'm a hundred percent sold on that Nagy, and that's it. Um, I think you know, if any Giants fans watching us now are probably blowing their minds saying, like, we want Joe Judge fired, yada yada yada. Listen, it may after last week's game, it may happen, but I'm still pretty confident that he's coming back for 2022. So you guys better just, you know, go cry about it in your little holes and get over it. That's all I have to say. Uh, but I think I'm only solely convinced that Mac, Matt Nagy's not coming back next season. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, all right. So who will be the Browns quarterback next season? <laughs> His question made me chuckle. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. It's honestly, it's, Listen, very poor performance. Um, he's been playing on hurt. Monday. He's I been playing yeah. hurt. So I think people need to like lay off a little bit. He's playing through injury where other guys, you know, might not necessarily do so. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be playing in week 18. He's going to be getting, mm -hmm. not only is it an injury, but like it's a shoulder injury. You're a right. quarterback and it's a shoulder injury. Like you're getting hit pretty much almost on every play and uh and you're and you're throwing the ball almost every play so mm -hmm. i think people need to cut him some slack i i right. think we've seen baker mayfield's abilities and yes he hasn't been 100% and he's he's the quarterback next year it's going to be baker mayfield i think they're going to have to um like obviously like understand how much they want to pay him and like all of those like nitty gritty details and things so like who knows like maybe like Baker might decide to not be a part of the Browns organization, but then like as a franchise, like they will be going in on him and asking for him to come back. So in my opinion, definitely a Brown next season. He is your quarterback. And then the last question we got isn't really a question, but there's just a question mark behind it. And it was Antonio Brown to Dallas question mark. I mean, sure. You would hope and think that no team would try to go after Antonio Brown. But if you had to sit down and be like, okay, on one hand, name teams in this league that would still consider a player like that. And you come up with like the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets, like a bunch of teams that are just right. not afraid to be like, yeah, I'll give that controversial player a right. shot. Like we, we suck or, or we could use the help and let's just go for it. Right. So, but in a, in more of a serious matter, I actually do think that, you know, when Antonio Brown left the game, I think he was taking care of himself mentally. And, um, and then I think he came back and I think what we're still seeing is like kind of a sad, I look at it in a sad way. I think this is somebody who's struggling, struggling mentally. And I think uh team should leave him be to take care of himself off the field. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know there's definitely something wrong. So, yeah. but yep. So those were our questions. Um, if you guys have any more, obviously please go ahead and ask away. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, just go ahead and ask any questions in the comment section. If you're watching on Twitter, uh, make sure you reply to the tweet so mm -hmm. I can actually see it. So, but we will be more than happy to answer any other question you may have throughout the show. Absolutely. 
Okay, so um, our first big story of the week in the world of football. This is this is always a doozy to figure out going mm-hmm. into the last week of the regular season. But we're going to tell you what the playoff clinching scenarios are for week 18. Um, these are definitely crucial to know if you are placing bets. You know, you want to know what teams are fighting for what, what teams might be sitting starters, et cetera. I would hope and think most of you are done with your fantasy leagues. Um, I don't like when they go into the last one. I lost, by the way. It came down to Nick Chubb versus Najee Harris. Najee took Ah. it, too. So we had Nick Chubb, and yeah. Well, uh, in my league, obviously I was not in the championship, but – our dear friend Colin was, and he was facing off against somebody and that somebody had Jamar chase. So it was just over for him before. So that's came. what I came down to. I was playing Jamar chase. Yeah, as that'll, well. just, that'll well, just ruin you. We'll get I was, that, but it'll ruin you. It's, it was the league that I co-owned with my boyfriend and we won last year and we, we obviously made it to that. We got something good going on. Like, really got good. And after Jamar chase was done, I was the optimistic one. I was like, you no. know what? And it came down to Najee and Nick Chubb. And I was just like, you know what? And, you know, I ended up going, going to sleep because I was like, you know what? It's a net. I couldn't watch it anymore. Woke up. Not good. Not good, people. Not good. (laughs) Well, I hope most of your fantasy leagues are wrapped up because obviously you don't want to deal with people like potentially sitting starters. But let's go into the scenarios for week 18. They're broken down into three categories. This first one is a... teams that they must win. And uh, the first one, which got flexed to the Sunday night football game, because it's like a crucial game, right? Uh, The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. So if the Chargers win, they're in. If Las Vegas wins, they're in. So this is is a straight-up matchup of win. Like, they're playing each other. Whoever wins, they're going. Um, Then we have San Fran. They're playing against division rival, the Los Angeles Rams. If San Francisco wins straight up, they're in. The Rams are in, but if San Fran is able to win also, they're in. Indy versus Jacksonville. Um, If Indy wins, they're in. Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Both teams have very, very slim chances of making it if they win. Um, but they are playing each other and whoever wins, they got to hope for a lot of other people to lose to still have a fighting chance. Um, and then new Orleans versus Atlanta. If new Orleans wins and San Fran loses, then the saints are in. So they, they've got to win and hope for a San Fran. Loss. It's always those games. You're like, you win. And then you got to like go and watch another it game. It yeah. sucks to depend on other teams. I think that's your yeah. worst case scenario. You'd rather just go in and fight like your ass off and know like if we can win this game ourselves, we're in it. We're, yeah. Have you heard of that crazy um, like scenario though, where it's, it's, it's the chargers and Vegas. I forget who needs to win, but if they do Vegas and Los Angeles can tie and they both make the playoffs. Oh my God. So people are saying now, like, if that happens, like, should they agree to tie and both make it? How do you agree to tie, though? Do you just not play? No, hell no. That would be so messed up. I would be pissed. It's already out in the open. So, like, they could. 
that's well that's a case with the nfl of like you'd have to learn your lesson of like these games shouldn't be able to end in ties right right 100%, we've been saying so, that we've argued yeah. that yeah um okay so section number two um these teams have already clinched a playoff spot but they could still potentially play for the number one seed which is obviously huge you get you know a buy you get home field advantage uh we have tennessee versus houston if tennessee wins they get the number one seed i think they're they're already sitting at the number one seed right now but if they win mm -hmm. good get it. of course it's done mm -hmm. um kansas city versus denver if kansas city wins and tennessee loses then kansas city will get the number one seed and then last but not least uh there is still a slim chance that cincinnati Bengals can can snag the number one seed in the afc NFC number one seed is locked down with Green Bay, but uh, Cincinnati versus Cleveland. If Kansas City and Tennessee lose and Cincinnati wins, they will get the number one seed. So that is a three-team race in the AFC for the number one seed. Um, and then this last one, these are more teams that have clinched playoff spots, but if they win, it kind of changes their position in the playoff picture. Uh, Buffalo versus the Jets. Buffalo needs to win. This one is pretty specific, though. Buffalo needs to win to keep the AFC East lead over the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. So they, they need to win in order to be a division winner instead of just yeah. being a wild card team. Um, New England versus Miami. New England still has a shot at the AFC East. At, um, and they also have a shot at the number I'm sorry a four team race they do have a, a shot at the number one seed in the AFC but multiple upsets have to happen that's yeah. what it was listed as um and then Dallas versus Philly Dallas is a shot to move from the number four seed to the number two seed if Tampa Bay and the Rams lose Arizona versus Seattle Arizona can still win the NFC West if the Rams lose to the 49ers and then Tampa Bay versus Carolina uh, a Tampa Bay win and a Rams loss could move them from the number four seed to the number two seed. So many things, but there are, there are tons of articles out there that lay this out for you. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I think this is more so people who are um, picking games this weekend. You kind of want to know these things because they definitely factor in. Yeah. They factor it in for my picks for week 18 for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's just things you want to stay on top of if you're doing that. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're moving into the last, you know, week of, you know, you know, the regular season moving into playoffs, but some individuals like probably a lot of Giants fans have their head near the NFL, the, the draft for next year, this year. Sorry. Um, so we do have a question on YouTube saying, okay. what do you guys think the Giants should do with those first two draft picks? Listen, I'm being selfish here. I want two offensive linemen. That's it. Give me the best on the board. Give me your best lineman. That's it. The top two prospects I'm seeing right now are, are DNs. And if we could somehow snag one of them, um, that would be phenomenal. I, we do need a pass rusher. So I'd like to see a pass rusher and an offensive lineman. That's yeah. Listen, as much as I would love, you know, the, we've been needing a pass rusher for a very long time wow. um, or just that, that more aggressive one to really go after, you know, I, I just, I want two offensive linemen. Our offensive line sucks and they act like they're, you know, the, the blind and, the death like I don't know it's just they're not they don't they don't know what they're doing on the field like if I was 300 pounds you could probably put me on the field I would even take one for the team 
at my smallness and attempt to do something like our offensive line truly sucks. Andrew Thomas actually deserves a lot better. Um, he needs better people around him. Um, and I just, I would, I'll take two offensive linemen back to back. So. All right. But pass Roger, of course, give me one of those. I'll take one of those too. So <laughs> the it's only good. Very, it's been a very long time since our days of I, me fly high, no lie. You know, this I know, I know, but I just, I, I know, I know. I just, I would love to protect the damn quarterback. So (laughs) for once in our life. Um, Alrighty. So let's go. uh, So let's uh, circle back to week 17 and let's just go over our thoughts real quick and everything that went down this past weekend in the NFL Um, with Green Bay's win and their own, uh, excuse me, well, a Green Bay win and their own 2016 win over Washington, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, Clinched a playoff spot. Blah. I know that was something. If you had asked me before the season started, or if you had told me before the season started that two teams from the NFC East, we would laugh would in your be face. Making the playoffs, I face. would, I would keel over and die. Of I, I also picked Washington to win the division. So here I, I am. did pick Dallas. I did pick Dallas. But if you were to tell me that we would be sending two teams, I would no. never freaking believe you. I just like listen, like. Philly and Dallas, like you guys can be so happy, sitting pretty, like going to the playoffs, but I just got to send you a fair warning. Both of you are going to have a hard time in that first round of the playoffs. So, and you know what? I hope in some magical way you're pinned up against each other and have to fight each other. And then one of you loses tremendously in the second round. So that's all I have to say there. So so we obviously did speak about, uh, excuse me, a little bit about this earlier, but everyone saw the craziest thing to happen this past weekend. Well, actually a lot of crazy things happened, but one of the craziest things to happened was Antonio Brown storming off the field um, in Tampa Bay's 28-24 win over the New York Jets. Obviously, there's something going on there. He is I, I've been saying this since since day one, since a lot of this you know shit has been going down. There is something wrong with him. There have been so many episodes where Katie and I have brought up scenarios and things like that. And to me, it's been like, stop playing football. You need to check yourself but out. I think it's just bizarre. Like the things that are like, just not just this incident. Like you said, we've talked about it on the show before. Anytime there's crazy Antonio Brown news, we bring it up on the show and there's definitely something wrong. And I look at it as like, it's a sad situation. Sad situation. I disagreed with Tampa picking him up. I, you know, you guys can look back on the receipts because I said he does not need to focus on football. He needs to get his life sorted out. I don't care if he's living with Tom Brady or living with Bruce Arians himself. Like, I don't care about that. Like, that doesn't make your life better. Like, moving in with Tom Brady and like being best friends with him, like, doesn't fix your noggin. Like, people need to understand that brain injuries are like way worse and like, chopping your arm off or breaking your leg or things like that. Like your noggin is your noggin. Like there is, this fuels everything like in your entire body. Like, so, and there's nothing, there is something wrong up there in Antonio Brown's noggin. So it's not okay. He needs to take a step back. He's been posting on social media every second since he's walked off that field. He's got to get off social media. He's got to do something like you have a family, like he's figured out figure it out and just you're right it's a sad situation you just don't want to see it and like I don't want any NFL team going after him I don't even want you thinking about going after him so that's that 
Um, Tennessee clinched the AFC South for the second season with a 34-3 win over Miami. Miami did absolutely nothing in that game coming off their seven but, he, but that's the thing to me is like we kept like I, it, it, I kept it in the back of my mind. Like I understood that Miami was on this street, but I felt like they weren't playing anybody that was good. And now right. here they are. They play someone who's like I. And also, I know that Tennessee holds the number one seed right now. I don't look at Tennessee as a number one seed. Like I don't. Well, look Derek at Henry's them. coming back People for the playoffs. That's great. Like, I don't look at them as like a crazy threatening team. I look at them right. as a beautiful team, but right. they do hold the number one seed. They are mm-hmm. pretty decent and, and they go out and they absolutely smack Miami. Literally. So I, I wasn't sold on this team. I appreciate what they did. Right. If you play easy opponents, it's hard to beat. It's hard to win that many in a row. So kudos to them. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting for them to like actually play Just, the opponent. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so New England clinched a playoff spot with a 50-10 blowout over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, oh, baby. Like, whoo. Like, they just really – I got to tell you, Matt Jones in this offense, I'm really digging it. I'm really, I would really have. I would have not thought, though, that that offense could put up 50 points. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really – I'm, I'm very – one of the potential matchups I saw is them facing Buffalo in the first round. Uh, so, I listen, that's you, – you'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. That would be a very interesting game, yeah. I think with what I've seen with, like, if it, like, the playoffs were to happen today, the entire landscape actually looks pretty good. We're getting some new teams into the mix, uh, maybe some teams we haven't seen in a couple of years, and it's, it, it looks good. Like, I'm, I'm looking about I'm not going to bother to look because it could totally change. So right. I'm really excited about certain matchups, and then they're just right. going to happen. But I can't wait to see what this playoff picture is because it is, regardless of what it's going to be, it's going to be good. And right. I'm ready for the playoffs this year. I can't wait mm-hmm. for playoff football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Cincinnati clinched the AFC North for the first time since 2015 with a 34 to 31 win over Kansas City. What a phenomenal game at home, clinching it for the first time in however many years. That was a huge statement game. And it was another insane performance by Joe Burrow. He is honestly mm-hmm. having a phenomenal season. The yeah. kid is legit. And let's not forget to talk about wide receiver Jamar Chase. We are having an LSU reunion in Cincinnati. He had 266 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Holy guacamole. Like, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals team. Let's talk about my number two team, people. You guys know That's I like scary. the Cincinnati Bengals. That's some they, scary like, stuff. They have a connection, and we're seeing this more and more, like with like a lot of these quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. You know, we see it in Miami with you know, you know, Tua, Jalen Waddle. We're seeing it now in Philly with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. You know, they make these connections in college. Now they're transferring over into the NFL. But I was just like gonna say, like those two guys that you mentioned, right, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith and um, Jalen Waddle, right? And then you have Jamar Chase. And this past draft was like, which one do you want? Who are we going to go for? What order are they going to go in? 
And now it's like, it makes complete and utter sense why this was the perfect thing for the Bengals to right. go with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Because you know those two, him and Joe Burrow, already have that. They're not skipping that. a beat. And it's like, right. it's a beautiful thing to see across oh the NFL, God. in my like, opinion. Unbelievable like, that they were able to get yeah. those two players in back-to-back drafts and bring them yeah. back together. And for them to actually be producing at that, probably overproducing what they even right. expected they could do honestly mm-hmm. yeah so what a phenomenal game and like you know like you had said like shout out to cincinnati like such a statement game to come out get the um <clears throat> you know that i'm tripping over my words right now uh get the afc north like just and against kansas city a really good right. team in the right. afc with you and you just came out and you were like you know what it was a neck and neck game you won 34 to 31 absolutely love that for sure yeah. So Green Bay clinched the number one seed and home field advantage in the NFC with a 37-10 uh, to 10 win over Minnesota. I honestly thought that game was going to be a little bit more competitive from a Minnesota standpoint. Yeah. Obviously, Kirk Cousins without, was out with COVID. Um, but still, like they have playmakers on offensive de- and defense. I, I didn't think it was going to be that that bad. But hey, Green Bay is entering in, you know, with with clinching everything, home field advantage after from, do you remember way back <laughs> the beginning of the season when we didn't know it was going to happen with them? Because yeah, right, uh, it was right. just, yeah. Well, honestly, yeah. this is Green Bay now that we're talking about them. This is the only team going into week 18 that I could confidently say is if anybody is going to be resting starters, anybody at all, it's going mm-hmm. to be the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. And Matt LaFleur likes to say that he's still going to play the starters. And maybe he's telling the truth, but if he plays them, it's only going to be for like a little bit. Yeah. Um, And there's still no reason to. Uh, but so if anybody's going to be resting players, like keep in mind, Green Bay is going to be playing Detroit. So you ask yourself sort of when you're making these picks, like would the, uh, would the Green Bay backups beat the Detroit starters? That's what yeah. I ask myself when making the picks. And then finally, Pittsburgh uh, beat the Cleveland Browns 26 to 14 in what I guess we all assume and most likely was yeah. Big Ben's last home game. I think that was the most... Uh, I guess, I don't know what the right phrase is, but the most uh, memorable thing of the evenings, it wasn't a very good football game, in my opinion. Um, 26-14, you know, there are points on the board, but, you know. The best the best part of that night for me is that we had Eli and Peyton back. It was Eli's we birthday. They were doing great. Uh, Snoop Dogg was on with them. That was Dogg hilarious. Was and I had, a, I had a fun time watching it through that right. because, honestly, the game was a snooze fest. Such a snooze fest. You could even see it in Peyton Manning's eyes that, you know, the Browns offense had no idea what they were doing. They weren't using Nick Chubb, guys. I needed you to use him. Uh, But he was obviously getting very frustrated. You know, they were just kind of slashing the, you know, kind of both offenses, really. I think that the highlights of the evening were that it was Big Ben's last game. And I don't mean that in a negative way, highlight. I mean, it was a highlight for Steelers fans coming together and celebrating um, a quarterback who they've had for a very long time, obviously. And that's either it's like it's our Eli Manning. So right. I, I get I get the sentimental value. And then also, too, I loved uh, Najee Harris stiff arm, uh, Najee Harris stiff arm someone. It was really funny. So <laughs> that was also a highlight of the game. But I mean, I didn't want him to do that because I didn't want him to get points. But I do love Najee. Obviously, he's a Bama boy. So that was one of the highlights there. But another uh 
Big weekend. This, um, was, this was an eventful week 17. It really was. It it really, it really was. So and it was honestly, another I look at week, I look at week 18 almost as like an additional round of playoffs because yeah. with all those clinching scenarios that we talked about, like all of these games are big, big games. Right. Um, so I think week 18 is it's just like, and especially because we're gonna get the two games on Saturday, it's just mm-hmm. like it feels like playoff football already. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of week 18 and all these crazy, crazy games we got, let's get into our week 18 picks plus one lock and one upset. These are not based on any stat lines, any numbers, anything like that. These are just straight pickups for Caitlin and I. So whether or not you want to take our advice is up to you. If you do win money, though, on our advice, we want some. <laughs> yeah, that's all we that's all we have to say. Please send it over. Send it over. <laughs> um, Caitlin, why don't you kick it off first and let everybody know uh, who you are taking for week 18? Alrighty. It's funny because the, the list looks so funny because it's just Saturday and Sunday. Like that's yeah, like yeah, kind of the, yeah, so yeah. it looks funny here. So, all right. Starting off with Saturday, I'm going to go with Kansas City, Dallas, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Chicago, Washington, the Colts, Baltimore, Tennessee, New Orleans, Buffalo, San Francisco, Miami, Arizona, Tampa Bay, and the Chargers. My lock is the Cincinnati Bengals over the Cleveland Browns. Listen, they're playing to win here. People win big. Um, so I think they're going to definitely send it all in. Um, and then my upset is the Chicago bears over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I guess you can call, yeah, Miami against new England too. New England has all of those scenarios though, where like they could potentially get, what is it? The number one, like, is it still the number one seed, but they have all those like, but yeah, but no, but they need to, they need to win because they could potentially fight for the AFC East title. Right. But they still have like, it has, it's, 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 excuse me. I'm completely slurring right now. It's their win plus like all of those upset scenarios. So that's why maybe Bill Belichick might be like, Let's obviously play hard, but New England, no, New England needs to play to win. They're playing hard. Trust yeah. Me. I'm still going to pick Miami on that one. So that's technically an upset too. So I'm giving you guys two upsets. I'll give you Chicago over Minnesota. I'll give you Miami over New England. I think the Miami over New England to me is the bigger upset. I would say, um, we, I think we had three different, I think okay. we're pretty close on, on this week. Uh, so for week 18, I am taking, Kansas City, Dallas, Green Bay, Indy, Washington, Minnesota, Tennessee, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Fran, Tampa Bay, Arizona, New England, Atlanta, Buffalo, and the Chargers. Yeah, I think it's three. I think it's three. Mm -hmm. My lock is a team that... You win and you're in, so fighting for a lot, and there's no reason they should lose to this team. My lock is going to be the Colts over the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. And then my upset is also going to be a team that's fighting for a spot, win and they're in. And this is is an upset. Um, I'm taking, and I, I know you took them too, actually, so this is your third upset, I guess. 
the San Francisco 49ers over the Rams. They yes. Are, they are fighting for their lives. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. On I give one. you guys three upsets. You're lucky. You did. You did. <laughs> You're lucky. Uh, I was feeling it this week. That's a great week. I'm excited. Absolutely. All righty. So we'll come back to football in a little bit. We're playing a really good game tonight in regards to free agency. The the fact that if your team is not going to be in the playoffs, this is something you have to look forward to. Yeah. So we'll come back to it in a little bit, but we obviously always want to get to our housewives stories. So uh, this first one is interesting because, listen, people, it's about Tom. <laughs> I never thought we would, like, get that moment to, like, actually plug it into the show, but it's about Tom. It's about Tom. It's one of our favorite mom- moments in uh, Housewives history. Um, one of the best episodes of Roni we've ever seen where it's, <laughs> don't tell me it's about Tom. It's about Tom. You guys have to just watch the episode. It's great. But it is about Tom. On New Year's Eve, Luann's ex-husband, Tom D'Agostino. I can't. D'Agostino. D'Agostino. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was D'Agostino. Yeah, I thought it was D'Agostino. Whatever. Honestly, someone help Whatever. Got engaged to his girlfriend of four years. So it's wild that it's been four years already. I know. I didn't know he had know. a long-term girlfriend. I know. I know. She looks his age, though. Thank God. Um, Let me just give this to Luann. Luann is a hundred gajillion be- uh, times better looking. Well, I think when it comes to housewives, like we don't realize how like young they look because of probably all the work. Like this lady actually looks like her age. Well, I'll just put it this way. When I was like, ooh, what is his what does his fiance look like? Cause I didn't know he had a long-term girlfriend. Uh, I was surprised that she wasn't younger. She looks like a grandmother, but I think that's I normal because I think she's 60 younger and prettier and skinnier and no offense to her, but it's just not what I was expecting. Whatever. Well, Tom was gross anyway. So, yes, yes. Yes. Um, at their home in Palm Beach, of course, it was in Palm Beach during a birthday party for him. It was also exactly five years to the day that Tom and Luann had their own New Year's Eve wedding. See, I thought that was so shady when I saw that. I was like, you know what? People don't learn. They don't in learn. Palm Beach on your yeah. former wedding anniversary. Like, like, you're a scumbag, Tom. So, but of course, obviously, we know that... Um, him and Luann ended after just seven months back in 2007. I can't believe it was 2017. I thought it was like two days ago they were married. Well, it's 2017, which means like he literally started dating this lady like pretty quickly after that. Whatever. So maybe it's been four years. So maybe this one will actually last. But still, really? If I was the girl, if I was the girlfriend, I'd be like, you know what? I feel very uncomfortable getting married to you on the same exact day. Well, no, not married. Engaged. Sorry, but, sorry, sorry. Yes, That's what, yes. yeah. I agree. I agree. Like, and it's it's also, it, it New Year's Eve is his birthday too. It just right. brings narcissism to me. Right. Like, like I want the day about me. I'm going to make this uh, big thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Ugh, not good. Not good. Yeah. So also some more exes news. So news broke this past week that Vicky Gumbelson's ex, Steve Lodge, announced he was engaged to his girlfriend, who's 26 years younger than him. So she major eye major eye roll, and they will be getting married in April. So ho ho, big 
no big rush here to wink wink they are rushing it um the two have been dating since september so this is a quick engagement quick wedding um it'll be lodge's fourth marriage um so and it's gonna be so it's gonna be her first marriage i think she's i think she's either like 36 or 37 it uh makes me wonder like maybe they want kids maybe that's why they're kind of like maybe who knows i don't know I don't know. So because she's new- because she's never been married before. So maybe she felt like she wanted to be married and then have kids, like kind of in the traditional order. And right. she just never got married. So now it's like, okay, if I'm going to marry you and I do want kids, this is like my opportunity and this is my window. Right. I don't know. It's just just wild because it's three months after Vicky um, announced their they ended their engagement. So like it clearly shows that he was seeing this person while they were engaged. Yeah, this like is, it just so this is what we were talking about yeah. when we when we broke. He that denied news. it, but like it's true. Right. So we broke that news on our show a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and the rumors that were swirling when Vicky was like accusing him of all these yeah. things. And Vicky was like, he's dating a 36 year old and romping around town with her. And, and sure enough, like, right. yeah, there it is. Listen, I don't know. All I could say though, is a lot of Bravo, a lot of people in the Bravo housewives community have Vicky's back. When this news broke, they were like, listen, like, you know, he's clearly an idiot. I, I know Andy Cohen came out yep. and was like full support of Vicky. Yep. Like, finding a good dude this year because she deserves it like absolutely so in in her lifetime well i gotta say her first her first husband um i'm blanking on his name but it's his last name is gumbelson she still keeps his name don 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 my dad works with don (laughs) apparently don's a great guy and like there's a lot of like people like in the certainly seems pretty normal compared to all he does So a lot of like, yeah. So a lot of people like come out, like people that like do podcasts like us, but like they're strictly to housewives and Bravo. Like everyone always comes out and saying like, they love Don. Like he never did anything wrong. Like they just ended up not working. You look like an angel compared. Anything that you've done is nothing compared to the guys have come after you. So So maybe bring Don back 2022. And that would be a huge in for me and Katie. Like huge in if Don came back. Cause like we've got a connection. Bravo to like, like bring Vicky back. So if they bring them back. They like we got it. They said they got rid of her because she didn't have a storyline. So yeah, bring Don back. Then Katie and I can get directed connectly to Don. Like we've got the connection. Like <laughs> We're there. We're right yes, in. Yes. So I'm ready for it. Oh my God. But those were two crazy things to kind of break yeah. out. Like I think on the same day, honestly, so wild stuff. But um, speaking of, you know, the new year, 2020, this 2022, this is our first episode of the new year, uh, recapping things from this past year. We do have, um, where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, so in celebration of the new year, one of my favorite websites, we get a lot of our stories and, and news, breaking news from this website, all about the real housewives.com, all about trh.com. Um, they wrote an article listing their personal best Bravo moments of 2021. So we're going to give you the list and Caitlin and I are just going to, you know, there's a lot of good ones to choose from, but Mm. we're going to give our favorite from this list. So it makes you realize a lot of crazy stuff happened happened this past year in the world of housewives. So they kick it off with, they felt there was amazing drama, uh, both in the real housewives of Beverly Hill 
and amazing drama this year from the Real Housewives of Potomac. They -hmm. mentioned Kelly Dodd being fired from Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, Two Real Housewives tell-all books being released. I did read one of them. We talked about the other one. uh, I still need to read the first one. Yeah, I need to read both of them, regardless. I heard the other one's good, the one I didn't read. So uh, definitely get those. Tom Girardi and Erica Jane's divorce and their legal drama, of course. That was one of the big, big things that happened this year. Heather Dubrow's return to the Real Housewives of Orange County. I know that's top of Caitlin's list. We then had more legal drama. Jen Shaw getting arrested. We had the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip being released on Peacock. That was big Housewives news. Finally, you know, doing a crossover, Mm -hmm. getting all of our favorites together for the first time. We had Kathy Hilton join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who quickly became a favorite. Uh, We had Erica Jane's Mascara Tears. Nicki Minaj hosting the Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion. A return from the Real Housewives of Miami, which is also on Peacock. Uh, I believe, right? Peacock? Yes. For Miami? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Teresa getting engaged. That happened recently. Uh, Bravo announcing the Real Houses of Dubai. I know Caitlin and I are very excited for that one. And last but not least, the bus ride following <laughs> Jen Shaw's arrest. So, you know, kind of almost more so like in the show, like that happening in the episode. Um, so this is an incredible list. It is. And like it goes a lot to show of stuff you happens. that things happen across the board in mm-hmm. every franchise. And some of the biggest things that have happened in Housewives history. Right. And the fact that they all happened in 2021, this was a big year for Housewives. Kate, mm-hmm. what was your favorite moment specifically yeah. from this list? Listen, honestly, like as ecstatic as I am that Heather Dubrow returned to Orange County, I got... <laughs> There has been nothing better than that bus ride production of Jen Shaw's arrest on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Katie and I, we talk about it, I think, literally on a weekly basis, and it's been out there for a while now. Like that product, it deserves like, is it what you win? An Emmy? An Emmy? They deserve like Bravo and that production crew deserve an Emmy. Like I have never been more. It was gold. It was gold. Pure gold. They caught the raw reaction of everyone. They catch Jen Shaw finding out on her phone that she's literally going to be arrested, lying to, and she had to lie straight through her teeth that we find out to her castmates, to her friends, leave, then finally get arrested. And then we just get all of this on the bus, this raw emotion, this raw film, this raw footage. We get get footage from Jen Shaw's house with them coming to bust the door down. We've got the ladies footage. We've got the Jen Shaw footage. We've we've got it all. We've got, you know, the husband's reaction, all of it, all of it. Incredible. Like, I got to tell you, like Bravo, like kind of like, these are amazing moments, this list. And like, I think there's actually a lot to complain about Bravo this past year. Like there's been a lot of like stuff with the franchises, the people like that we could definitely complain about for sure. But like, I got to tell you, this production for, you know, Salt Lake City, they really saved a lot of people's asses, in my opinion, when it comes to Bravo and the Housewives. Like, they put on a damn show. Well, you know what? And by the way, uh, this is my favorite from the list as well. And they knew they had gold when they decided that they were going to drop their trailer and they were going to give us, like, they gave it to us. A two-minute chunk of this moment. 
and it just leaves you like jaw literally on the floor, <laughs> hooked to your core. I'm rhyming. Um, yeah, no, it was like a cinematic experience. Like it was like you, you knew. And when this story broke in real time that Jen Shaw was being arrested, and you were reading all the articles, you knew that like they were filming and they were with the women and they were about to go on this trip, and to see it actually on tv and to see it with your own eyes going down was like an experience that it's it's housewives gold it will go down in housewives nothing like that has ever happened in housewives history and like don't even try to top it the thing with bravo is is like of course like there are months when they're not filming these ladies and some big things happen and that's it just is what it is like you Mm -hmm. wish you can have some of those things on camera but that's that's life the fact that they kind of like stumbled on this moment, um, but then Beautiful. they were able to edit it like too in a way that it was just like, wow, we got this, we got this footage, and now we're gonna spin it into gold. Like mm-hmm. they did that, so yeah. unbelievable job. So good, just so good. Well, like I like watch that episode like years down the road. Honestly, it's one of those ones that they'll like replay and you'll come just back. that one scene like they just have to they don't even have to play the whole episode just play that one scene like so good so good oh uh, but a lot of good a lot of good stuff happened so many, like when you really like break it down like that you read that list it's like wow it was it was a big housewives year yeah definitely all righty well as big of a housewives year it was it was a big nfl year too and like i had said before some people might be jumping to the draft but we kind of want to pull you guys back a little bit and say listen forget the draft and remember that we have free agency and we've got a ton of free agents um so that is our game tonight uh so it is called forget the draft and remember excuse me remember these free agents so we did play this game this time last year and we're going to play it again um so the regular season is coming to a close this uh weekend several teams did not make the postseason uh they're gonna look to the draft all of us are gonna be start mock drafting and all this stuff but like let's take a look at you know our 2022 free agents um we're also gonna we're gonna go through each position and we're gonna give you our top three available well not all positions my apologies um we're going to um give you our um top three picks for quarterback running back wide receiver tight end offensive lineman defensive lineman uh linebacker corner slash safety and kicker so go through those uh give you our our three uh, out of, you know, the agents that are available. And again, there's a, there's a lot of names on the board. So um, there's a lot of positions in the draft this year that are maybe not so great. So uh, we definitely got to look at this list, uh, analyze it a little bit. So let's just go through them one by one. Um, I will openly admit mine are not in order. I just put the three that like I thought were worth mentioning. I put mine in order. Okay, I did not. So being very open and honest about that for sure. Um, all right. So why don't we go ahead into it and let's start with quarterbacks. Worst, worst, worst year to need a quarterback, uh, both in the free agency world and in the draft. I don't like the draft class coming in. I don't like these free agents. It's why when people mm-hmm. ask me, should Daniel Jones be our quarterback next year? Hell yeah. yeah. Because the other options are not too hot. So with that being said, 
in order, my top three uh, quarterback free agents, I'm going, number one, I'm going Denver's Teddy Bridgewater. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans' Jameis Winston. And number three, I'm going to go with Houston's Tyrod Taylor. So to me, you can make an argument for Teddy Bridgewater, the other two, like, and these guys are like, they're, they're backups to me. These are not starting right. quarterbacks that you want long-term. Yeah. Um, so we have one of the same. <laughs> so um, while I do think Jameis Winston and Tyrod Taylor are good picks, you know, Tyrod Taylor is like the most injury prone person, I think, whether it's his fault or not. Um, so I was a little like weary picking him. I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett and Marcus Mariota. Um, I'm a huge Marcus Mariota fan. Like I always I have been. I feel like it's been too long now. I feel like the window has passed. <laughs> One season or two, was it two seasons? I guess, yeah, I don't know. It feels like centuries, honestly. But I guess it's because he's on a team now that hasn't, like, Derek Carr hasn't gone out, and they kind of used him this season. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know what what he's got anymore. I really don't know. <sighs> yeah, but I, he's, the, he's the type of guy, though, that I would still like. I didn't want Tennessee to get rid of him. I no, disagree I mean, with I that. Um. Yeah, I think there's still something there, probably. But you're right with like the starting we'll aspect. We'll like, stay. yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go with running backs. Oh my god, you could totally make arguments for the order of mine. Like, you could totally switch mm-hmm. these guys around because I think these are. I think running back is actually a pretty strong position for free agencies. There's a, a lot of people on this list. I, yep. I thought there were a lot of really good players. So if your team needs a running back, I would say potentially stay away from the draft and go after yeah. some of these free agents. Mm-hmm. Number one, I just love the fact that this guy is just as big of a threat in the receiving game as he is in the running game. He's really proven himself this year to be an RB1, and that's Arizona's James Conner. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay's Leonard Fournette. And number three, I'm going to go with De- uh, Denver's Melvin Gordon. All right, so we have two of the same for this one. So I also went with James Conner. agree with everything that you said. I love his transition to Arizona. Yeah. I think he's probably the best fit in Arizona. I think Arizona's going to let him go. So I, Yeah. Um, but um, I do, I picked Leonard Fournette as well. And I'm and, and sorry if I butcher um, this last guy's name and I apologize. I just, it's there, but I'm, I, <laughs> um, so I'm, oh, I don't want to say Give it. Give me the first I, name. Give me the first name. I know it's a uh, Corderell Corderell Patterson. Patterson. I know like the thing that bothers me the most with the name thing people is that it's not that I have no idea who this player is. I know everything about this player. I know everything. And like when I see their, their face on TV, it like flashes in my brain. But for some reason, when it tries to come out of my mouth, like I can't. So I'm just going to call him Patterson here because I'm st- tired of uh, like fumbling over my words. Um, he was actually on a lot of lists for Pro Bowl snubs. Um, he's done a yeah. lot with Atlanta this year. And listen, it's a team that so many question marks of what are you doing with your players? We asked, what are they doing with Kyle Pitts all season? If you're going to have a player that actually put up numbers on a pretty bad team, I think he can go to a, a team that has a solid offense. They have a o- solid offensive line and he can put up numbers for you. So I, I think he's a good a good name on this free agency yes. list and again the running back list is actually like i know we, we joke a lot that there's not a lot of good running backs 
this free agency right. list of running backs is pretty deep, shockingly. So, mm-hmm. um, again, definitely, if you need one, definitely look at the free agency list on this. Absolutely. All right, let's go to wide receivers. Okay. Uh, number one is, and I know you didn't put yours in order, but this is this is number one. This is like the number one free agent across the board is Green Bay's Devontae Adams. I have him written down on the first. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> on yes, number one overall. And not that yeah. he's going to be going anywhere either. No, Green Bay's going to, you know, right. pay him whatever you got to pay him. Uh, but he's number one. Uh, two, I have Chicago's Allen Robinson. Three, I have Tampa Bay's Chris Godwin, which mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, you're a little bit nervous about his injury and everything like that. But, you know, we've mm-hmm. seen guys bounce back. And obviously, I love Chris Godwin as a player. He's amazing. And you still have to put him in this list. I have the same three uh, as you. Um, I did, um, you know, put kind of like in parentheses and maybe like as like an honorable mention, but I was very, like, I was away because of the injury so obviously Chris Godwin and everything you're looking at that um I also I I was looking at you know Michael Gallup for this too um he's obviously though just tore his ACL so that really pulled me from the list uh, because you're tearing your ACL this late in the season you know coming back early 2022 is questionable on that so yeah it's a yeah. tough, it's same, tough same going, same going for Godwin. Right. But um, that's more, I'm more confident in picking yeah, up yeah, a Chris exactly. Godwin yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tight end always our favorite position to talk about because we that always say good ones. there actually was. The reason, yeah. the reason why I'm going to say is there, there are some good ones is because funny enough, uh, last week when we were talking about Pro Bowl snubs and we had to pick one from the AFC and one from the NFC mm-hmm. for each position. And my NFC pick and my AFC pick are free agents. And so mm-hmm. they are on my list. I've got uh, number one, I've got Dallas's Dalton Schultz, who's proven to be a really nice young player. Uh, another really good young player is Miami's Mike Kosicki at two. Mm-hmm. And number three, kind of a research, like in a new location, in a new home with a new team and a, a resurgence because the stats are there. The numbers are there. I'm going with Arizona's Zach Ertz. Yep. So we have two of the same, uh, two out of three here. So I've liked Jacecki as well. Uh, we've talked, we've spoken about him a lot um, yeah. recently too. Even we were also he's on. He's a weapon. Yeah, we were also on Big Blue Avenue's podcast talking about him as well. Um, when uh, uh, the Giants faced Miami, um, I went with Zach Ertz also. Uh, big addition to Arizona's offense this year. And like you had said, a resurgence. Like the numbers are there yeah. to prove it for sure. Um, but I also went with, I went with CJ Azuma uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I spoke about him uh, last week, I think. Yeah, You're uh, snub. One of their Pro Bowl snubs. Um, so again, another free agent that you know doing great things for Cincinnati's offense this year, which clearly is on the rise. So uh definitely a name to look at if you're you're looking in the free agency market here. Yes, yeah, so there's like again, we joke that there's not a lot of tight ends. This is a good list as well. Absolutely. All right, so offensive linemen, um, we looked at offensive tackles, guard, and centers. Um, so we did look at everyone holistically. Um, so who do you have here? Okay, so I have to give the number one spot to the guy that I will always remember his draft and wanting the Giants to take him, and they did <laughs> not. Um, I'm going with Washington guard Brandon. Yeah, he is love on my list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I would love to have him. The Giants should go out and snag him. <coughs> number Giants! Two, <laughs> number two, I've got uh, New Orleans tackle Taron Armstead. Number three, I have Kansas City's tackle Orlando Brown. 
So we agreed uh, three for three on this. Uh, one of the interesting things I saw about uh, Taryn Armstead is that he would be the most interesting going to Indianapolis, lining up right next to Quentin Nelson, and their offensive line would just be like real dirty. So when I read that, I was like, oh, like I'm and jealous. Then, <laughs> then you're literally, and then you're literally creating holes for Jonathan Taylor. Like I know, like that scary. is like it made me like sweat a little bit. I was like, oh god, like. That's a dangerous I mean, offense. Right let me there. just put it this way. If Indianapolis just gets a like a quarterback quarterback, forget it. Right. It's over. Yeah. It's a wrap. Right. And then uh for Orlando Brown Jr., let's bring up that he hasn't missed a game since 2018. Like that's huge. And like that's why we love our linemen. Like they're out there and like they're out there for the long term. So if, but if I am the yeah. owner of a team. If I'm the GM right. of a team, I am looking at the guys that do not miss plays, that right. do not mm -hmm. miss games like long yeah. Like it's huge. Like mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. So this is a solid list of you know it linemen. Is. So listen, Giants. Giants, I just told you to get two in the draft freaking get me all three of these guys too in the free agency so all of them all of them all, all of them go linemen give me all of them all right yes. so uh defensive linemen uh we looked at edge rushers and uh defensive linemen here so yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean like we just talked about too though at the beginning of the show that i i would like to see uh the giants get some pass rushers mm -hmm. so let's talk about some of these guys number one i have the rams defensive end von miller um, obviously getting up there in age now, but still an absolute beast. Mm. We have Arizona, a lot of Arizona guys on this list. They yeah. Squad. Um, Arizona's defensive end, uh, Chandler Jones. And last but not least, I have Cleveland's defensive end, Jadevian Clowney. All right. So we are, uh, just one, uh, here. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think like with Von Miller, it was a lot of the age thing for me. Um, so, and you know, so I, and he's clearly the the bright shining star amongst these guys, you know, the popular name. So I did just want to like kind of play it a little different here. So I did go with Janavian Clowney as well. I also have Randy Gregory and Akeem Hicks for this one. Um, yeah, so. Randy Gregory is a name that I saw that I was considering. Mm. Um, this this is a good list of names as well. Absolutely. All right, so a list of maybe not so great names. Yeah, this was the hardest yeah. position that I did, and honestly, yeah. I actually only put two names down. So I apologize, guys. No, well, there this is for linebackers. I really struggled here. So yeah, if you need a linebacker, um, the draft isn't actually good for linebackers this year either. So you need, good. yeah, it's not. So it's very similar to the quarterback situation. So if right. you're in need of a linebacker, you're kind of like you know. Maybe you so on a, the offensive side of the ball. If you need a quarterback, you're screwed. On defensive side, yeah. if you need a linebacker, you're screwed. Yeah. So, uh, but I get a diamond in the rough in the draft. I don't know, but like, I don't yeah, know. roll the dice in the in the sixth round. Like, see what see who. Why you not? Um. So number one, I'm going with Houston's Christian Kirksey. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm going with Green Bay's uh, Devondre Campbell, and three, I'm going with Cleveland's Anthony Walker. So we agree on Christian Kurtzke, Um, and I also went with Jay and Brown, and that's it. I honestly couldn't give you guys a third one. So take one of Katie's for me. It's so. rough. It's rough. It was tough. If you need a linebacker. It was a tough one. I do right, like so this next one, though. There's some good guys on this next one. Absolutely. So let's go with – oh, and I uh, – here, we made up for this. I gave you guys uh, four for this one. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Maybe I – hold on. I think I screwed up. Never mind. We'll just keep going. I'll see if I screwed up in a second. Uh, this is our corner and our safety picks here. Yeah. yeah. One, I'm going with Carolina's cornerback, Stefan Gilmore. 
two, I'm going with New England's cornerback. Uh, he, he is a pro bowler, pro bowler this year. So if you can snag him on your team, that's great. J.C. Jackson. Number three, I'm going with Kansas City's Ty uh, safety, Tyron Matthew. And I did screw up. I only had three, actually. Um, and we are three for three on this one as well. I could not agree more it's with you on all. Like, ignore those guys. No, like, yeah. They're right I, for the taking. Yeah, I actually think out of all of them, I know I didn't rank them. Um, I think Tyron Matthew is one of my favorites. There was that rumor for a really long time a while back that the Giants were going to go after him. Um, and I wanted to. I, I'd love him as a player. Um, leader. I think good leader, playmaker. I, I like him. He is very good leader. You know, always stands out on the field. I think he's great off the field too. Um, I really like him as a player. So I, I, I wish those rumors came true back in the day. Well, to be um, with you, like, okay. So speaking draft wise, because I'm already as a Giants fan, I'm already reading mock drafts for everybody. I'm, I'm doing the homework. Thank you, and I am not. seeing a lot of picks. I know we want DNs. We want offensive linemen. I'm seeing a lot of Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. And the reason being is people don't think that they're going to bring back Jabril Peppers, just like right. based on contract, like money-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Giants could be looking at safeties in the draft in free agency. So you never know. Let's make that rumor. I think we want to lose Jabril, but it's looking like that's how it's going to shake. Right. Down, so yeah, Tyron Matthew is probably like super expensive though when you come to money. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the yeah, Giants we'll kind see. of spend we'll stupid see. money though. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Um, alrighty. And then last but not, well, last but not least, well, maybe actually last but least, um, we're going with kickers. And I got to tell you guys, like, I can almost, I don't know if these individuals that I picked are actually free agents or not. So I just kind of. I'll let you know. I think there's a, big, there's a big list. So. Um, and said, F it. If you guys want to fact check us, please go ahead. I kind of. But don't sleep on a good kicker. Honestly. No, absolutely you, you not. Need it. You need it. Um, number one, I'm going with Atlanta's Young Way Koo. Number two, I'm going with Rams, uh, Matt Gay. And number three, I'm going with New England's Nick Folk. These were all three names that we talked about last week. Whether they made the Pro Bowl, Matt Gay, my snubs, Young Way Koo, and Nick Folk. Or Kate, Nick Folk was your um, snub. Mm -hmm. we, we talked about all three of these guys, and they're available at free agency, so... Listen, I was right with free agency then because I picked all three of these guys as well. So, yeah. And that's a great that's a great list that's of kickers. List. So, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm confident with Graham Gano. I want to stay with him. So, yeah. but if yeah, you guys yeah. are you out there looking, uh maybe pick up one of these guys for sure. Yep. Yeah, so honestly, like, just the biggest, like, narrative from that game is that there are guys out there, and we're looking ahead, obviously, to the 2022 draft, but there's some areas that definitely have some question marks when it comes to these college guys coming to the NFL, so it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, like, kind of look around and see what you have around you before you jump into potentially not wasting a draft pick but using a draft pick on something that's already out there that has experience in the nfl that could mold into your organization and like we said some of these positions are pretty deep so maybe they're not like the top five running yeah. back free agents but right. maybe you snag like the eighth best one and you get them for cheap like it's more to look at yeah. and seeing where you can save some money and still snag you know, a starting right. player on your lineup. So absolutely. 
All right. Well, great game, but it is now that time of the night where we get it off our chest. Positive, negative football housewives, line, uh, wife, love, wine, can't speak. Um, the new- I don't have a wife. You are a wife. I am not. A, I don't. <laughs> Life and wine mixed together. together wife. wife. Um, and yeah, anything you just want to get off your chest, Kate, why don't you start us off? Well, I'll take a quick sip of my wine before I go on a nice little rant here. I like your stemware. I'm digging the stemware. Oh, I love this. My new wine glasses. I love them so much. They're adorable. Um, They have them at Crate and Barrel. I did not get those ones. I got like the knockoff ones on Amazon. Still amazing (laughs) and very durable. I've knocked this thing over many a times. Didn't break. So all right. All right. (laughs) We always love a good uh, durable wine glass um, because accidents happen. So uh, speaking of accidents happening, which who knows if this was an accident or not, after the uh, Eagles win over Washington um, on Sunday, as always, the teams make their way into their locker room after the end of the game. Jalen Hurts seemed to be at the front of the pack because they had a great win. He's a confident quarterback, you know, super happy running into the locker room. As he's running into the locker room and fans are leaning over to shake his hand, everything, he's a stand-up guy. He's trying to shake people's hands. The railing, which is clearly supposed to block block fans, keep fans from everything, falls over. Fans fall over onto the concrete surface that is there, fall onto Jalen Hurts himself, a starting NFL quarterback who is now going to the playoffs. And it just explodes into, I don't even know who filmed this video, to be honest, but like, thank you, I guess, to this person who filmed the entire thing. Um, So it's actually a very scary video, to be honest. You know, there's a a video from earlier in the year from an actual high school, uh, New Jersey uh, high school game where, the stands like collapse. So anything like this is very terrifying. So you're at a game, you're kind of, you know, in the moment, you're excited. Of course, if you're that close to like a quarterback, like Jalen hurts, like, and they're all Eagles fans, they're going to lean over. They're going to try to think. So it's at Washington football stadium completely breaks leans out. I, I would say six people fell over onto Jalen hurts. The thing, the barrier completely breaks, whatever. Video's out five minutes long. You don't even see personnel from Washington, like security, anything like that. The guys in the yellow jackets that everyone likes to say show up until like literally five minutes in. So you see just Jalen Hurts there by himself, like trying to, first of all, help people up. That's the first thing he did. He like lifted people off the ground. Like, are you okay? Like you hear him saying like that. People are saying, yeah, but then they're so excited because they're right next to Jalen Hurts. So they're freaking out. And he's like very cool, calm and collected, like high-fiving people, like still trying to like physically help people. Um, and isn't really like doing anything, whatnot. So what's most shocking and surprising is that what's come out after the matter that apparently Washington, you know, the, the organization, you know, no medical attention was giving to these individuals. Um, one of the people actually hit hits his head very hard in the video and you can see it to where like his neck, like literally snapped. And it's very scary. This video, um, no medical attention, uh, given to them, no like accident report. No one was interviewed. No one was questions, things like that. Nothing that happened. A barrier between fans and players broke easily. Like you're literally everyone always jumps on things and do yeah. things like that. It easily broke. Like these people were not really pushing on it. Completely fell over. So none of that happened or whatever. So 
honestly, like, and you even have Jalen Hurts writes a letter to the Washington football team explaining how he looked cool, calm, and collective in that video, but he was terrified, like literally bone deep terrified that someone could have died, he could have died, anything could have happened, and nothing was really done about it. And he demanded that they take action and they, you know, uh, address the issue, they fix the issue, things like that. So Shout out to Jalen Hurts. Like, I do love him. I think he acted, you know, perfectly in the situation, yeah. acted perfectly afterwards, you know, addressing it and going to um, Washington and actually voicing his opinion on it. But Washington is such a screwed up franchise. You have been talking about for months about this whole rebrand that you're doing, this new name, new uniforms, all of this shit. This week, all you're talking about is that you have a new name coming on February 2nd. Here's our new our new jerseys, but we're going to like tease you guys on it, which is already out there. They already blew it by accident. But you still have not addressed that issue that has happened. You're not helping the people that had happened to. And like Katie and I were talking about it before the show, like if something happened to Jalen Hurts, like this would have been the end of the road for Washington. Like God forbid something happened, but why are you not taking the same, like, like why is it not the same severity? Because it's happening to real people, like real life people, like actually got hurt in that scenario. And you're lucky that something like didn't like, worse didn't happen. You know, weeks ago you have sewage leaking from Washington's stadium onto people like on like literally from like a bathroom probably on the top level like draining onto people like you guys have a lot more to fix than like your brand and like all of that stuff that's an issue but people have been getting hurt on your field for years you have sewage draining you now have fans that are falling like out of the stands like there's just a lot going on in washington and i just they are an embarrassing franchise and they have a lot to fix. And I think the last thing right now they need to be doing is promoting, ooh, we have a new name coming on February 2nd. Like, Nobody honestly, cares. We, no one gives a shit. It took 100 years to do this. Like, just stop. No one cares. No one cares. So, so that's my rant. It was a lot. But, like, Jesus. Like, get your get it together. Get it together. Yeah. Yep. Um, mine is football related. It, it didn't click in my brain until uh, week 17. Normally, you know, that would be that would be it. 16 regular season games for everybody. Uh, obviously, this is the first year where we have an additional regular season game. And it didn't hit me until I'm watching the Pittsburgh Steelers game. And TJ Watt is racking up sacks. I think he had four sacks in that game. He so well he's again. now, I believe, two sacks away from tying Michael Strahan's record. Now, what infuriates me now is like, he has an extra game yeah. to do so, all right? Yeah. And and so now th things are coming into question. I know Cooper Cup has spoken out about the fact that, and I, and I agree with this, that records and the record books should be written based on like, okay, he had this many yards in this many games. That's the most average wise. Right. Um, and so the fact that he gets the chance to break Strahan's record, which would just be the cherry on top of an awful season for Giants fans, right. wouldn't it? If that were to happen. Um, yeah, like it just, it doesn't seem fair that he gets right. that extra game to do right. so. So, uh, it didn't hit me until last week when I was watching that game. 
And for that reason and that reason alone, I've decided that I'm not a fan of this extra regular season mm-hmm. game that we're getting. At first, yeah. it didn't, bo- didn't bother me. It felt like it didn't matter either way. Didn't really care except for the fact that now, like, the records are different. Like, we don't have a 10 and 16. Right. Yeah. And, 19. and now I have to learn, like, the new totals. Yeah. Um, but now I'm annoyed at the fact that all of these guys that are playing in the league now should be able to break a bunch of these records right. to get another game to do it. And I don't like it. So, yeah. We'll see how that factors in. I don't know if they'll address that in any kind of way, but I swear to God, if somebody like somebody is going to think about how many seasons we've had since Michael Strahan had that record. I know how many close calls we've had that if guys were to just get an extra game, they would have beaten it. It would have been done a long time ago. So I know. And it's something like you're absolutely correct. It's something that like I have not even remotely thought about. In right. this past year, like it's not it, you adding. That's not the first thing. Broke, it didn't really matter. We were like, all right, whatever. No, not at all. So I, I 100% agree with you, and I think it's it's definitely on the table of discussion. Like it's definitely out there since like guys like Cooper Cup like are addressing it. Um, and I think what he like says is completely right. Like they should look at it like that. So I think it's, it's more so, and this is what I hate. Like a lot of, it's not just the NFL. Like you can look in the business world, you can look at any type of company. As soon as something happens, like they're too reactive to things. Like they're not proactive. So the NFL might've not have really thought about that when they added another game on, but now that like, say it does happen this weekend, like the NFL is going to like face so much backlash because it's not just like like giants fans like Michael yeah. Strahan's like a fan of many many people and he clearly yeah. has that record and owns it like that's going to be a complete backlash on a lot of things so well, I think the thing is like Cooper Cup is on on track to potentially break a record and he came out himself and I think he was saying like I don't want to break a record that way right. where I had an extra game to do it like, right that's why you want to break no. someone's record you're technically like, not breaking it Right. Like I would have wanted to do that way. So, so let's, let's hope that the NFL has something in place so they will save their asses and they'll make a lot of people less angry uh, in the future, but uh, we'll definitely see about that, but definitely something interesting to think about for sure. All righty. So that wraps up this episode of the real football fans in New Jersey. As always, we want to make sure you guys are keeping an eye out for a couple of things. Uh, Real Housewives of Orange County is on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is Wednesday. If you guys are watching us live right now, Real Housewives of Atlanta is on Sundays at 8 p.m. And Salt Lake City is on Sundays at 9 p.m. For the NFL this week, we do not have Thursday night football. We also don't have Monday night football. So we just have have Saturday and Sunday for you. Saturday is a doubleheader. You have Kansas City at Denver at 4.30 and Dallas at Philadelphia at 8.15. And then Sunday night football is um, uh, the Chargers and uh, versus, excuse me, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, And there's also obviously that huge Sunday slate. So check that out as well. And then on Monday night, you have the college football championship And we will see how my football season in general wraps up on Monday night because the Giants suck. I lost in fantasy in three leagues. I lost in fantasy, but it all wraps up Monday night for me, baby. We have college football, the national championship. You have number one, Alabama versus number three, Georgia. It's on Monday night at 8 p.m. I am mentally am there already. I'm so excited for it. And I I called this. It was going to be a matchup of the Iron Bowl and it 
is uh shout out to alabama for completely stomping out cincinnati and listen i'll give credit to where credit is due shout out to georgia for completely stomping out michigan so it is we're back to back and it's one and two again so we'll see what happens i'm hoping for a good game and i'm also hoping for the next national title for alabama so with, with that being said, have a good night, everyone. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, Roll Tide. Good luck to all of your teams this weekend. If you're still in playoff contention, you know, good luck to you. I'm over it because I'm a disgruntled Giants fan. But yeah. um, if you are working for it, good luck to your teams. I'm looking forward to the playoffs as Casey, Katie is as well. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys next week. We'll have a lot to talk about next Wednesday, but thank you guys as always for joining us. Good night. Good night.